So what do you do with the old floor tiles when you replace them with new ones? Can you resell them or give them away? Spoiler alert, no. Get your mind out of the gutter. A caller wants to know if his gutters have been installed correctly or did the contractor rip him off? And there are a lot of liquids flowing in your bathroom. But should you ever use liquid nails? All that and more on the super podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Here's Jim Dutton. Clifford and Plano, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hi, Jim. Thank you. Um, we have a house that was built in 1980 on a slab. Uh-huh. And we put in engineered hardwood, but it wasn't glued down. I don't know. They put it on some type of... I don't know how they do that, but it wasn't glued. I know that. It's Yeah, it's a floating and floor. A floating floor. Okay. And what my wife wants to do is put a tile through the whole house. So I'm assuming they just lift off that floor. Is there any way I can donate that flooring to somebody? Because I hate to just throw it away. No. It, okay. it will so be we, trash. Because uh, okay. once they're clicked together, uh, they... they when you pull them apart and stuff, they don't go back together nicely. Okay. I just I just want to make sure that, that I just hate to throw anything away. Yeah. And uh, is this the wood ones, you know, where it's got like plywood uh, bottom part and then a, a wood veneer over the top? I'm not sure. When, when we, we got them at Home Depot, and they told us that it was engineered hardwood, whatever okay. that is. So. Typically, the engineered hardwood those joints when they put them together they already have some uh, material on them that basically glues them together so it may be a little okay. difficult to pull them out as well okay okay all right well you're giving me good information also do you perceive any issues with with putting tile on the slab not at all okay and, if, uh, and, and I'm, I'm going to clarify something when somebody puts in wood floors or engineered floors even uh, like I'm putting in the uh, luxury vinyl planks right now uh, in okay. my house. I always recommend floating on the concrete uh, because okay. we do get moisture that comes up, and it will ruin wood floors. Tile, okay. you you put it straight down on because it still allows it to breathe and stuff. You're good. Okay, so just tile on the concrete. Yep. Okay, perfect. You've answered my question. Thank you so right. much. Clifford, you take care. Day. Now. If you're putting wood floors on a second floor or engineered floors or whatever else, if you want to glue them down, nail them down, whatever you want to do on the second floor, hey, go for it. That's not a problem. You're not dealing with the moisture issues. Uh, but in our soils, we deal with a lot of moisture that comes up through the concrete. And uh, so that's the reason for the vapor barriers and then letting the floor float. Uh, it, it just tends to hold up better that way. Tile doesn't breathe, but the grout lines do. Uh, and the tile itself, the top of it, because of the glazing, it, it doesn't let the moisture come up through that. The only place where moisture could come up is through the grout lines. But just like when there's carpet down, the air conditioning dehumidifies and typically takes care of that. The only thing you can get sometimes with tile is if you're having an effervescence problem, that can come up through the grout lines. Uh, and that's just a chemical reaction in within the concrete when it gets wet. Uh, it tends to make this stuff that looks almost like cotton candy that comes up. Rarely does that become an issue, though, 
in in the tile in the living space of a house. Uh, you got to have a severe moisture problem before that's going to become an issue. So if you ever wanted to check the moisture content in your soil, you got two things you can do. One, they do make meters that you can uh, check how much moisture you have. But the other, just take a one foot by one foot square piece of plastic and typically use a, uh, you know, n not a black piece, but more uh, of the clear type or the semi-see-through where you could see the moisture on the other side. But duct tape it down to the concrete for 24 hours. If you're having a moisture problem, it'll, it'll accumulate moisture underneath that plastic. If your concrete's not having a moisture issue, you won't. It's a real simple test. Why we don't test our concrete more often before putting floors is in is beyond me, but we just, we, the manufacturers recommend it all the time, and we just don't follow manufacturers' recommendations. Uh, and, and when I say we, I mean, typically it is the installers who don't follow the manufacturer's recommendations. Chris, how can I help you? Yes, Jim. I think I've got taken by a roofer, but that, that that's beside the point. Um, my roof was redone, and then, of course, which included the gutters. The gutters they took down were seamless gutters. And then over the next few days, I started noticing this guy piecing together gutters. I could go out and buy a piece and come back. And so to where now, all my gutter system is all pieced together and screws from the bottom where they where the joints meet and, and and not only that but he where he screwed them back to the um to the house they're not right up against the shingles they're down underneath that one by two and okay. it's just something something about this just doesn't seem right at all um and my thing is, I was wondering if you knew a good gutter company that come out here and, uh, you know, tell me, you know, tell me if it's right, um, um, you know, what my recourse is. Um, so, something about this isn't right at all. It, it doesn't look right. Yeah. And there's some part, there's some parts to where if we get one of these big rains like we may get here later on this afternoon, I think there's parts to where that water is going to rush off them shingles and just bypass the gutters, just go right, right over, over it because it's yeah. too low. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, whether they were put in right or not, I can tell you any gutter company you call out there is probably going to say it was done wrong. It's kind of like okay. plumbers. No matter what uh, plumber you talk to, the other plumber did it wrong, <laughs> it, okay, even though there's okay. standards for it. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I've paid them. Now. You know, I've, I've paid this river company, you know, you know, you know most of what the insurance paid uh but they're on me for that final check and i'm like you know i want somebody just to inspect my roof because i you know i don't i don't want to pay them i don't want to pay them until till the roof's done totally right and, absolutely you know. now i will tell you gutters are put in in sections all the time uh the con continuous gutters are definitely nicer because you don't have joints that will leak and stuff uh okay. but there is as far as putting in a sectional gutter it's it is done all the time for that part check your contract and see if they specified what type of gutter they were going to put in 
because your argument on that would be, look, I had continuous gutters. This is not matching what was there before. And that's what you were hired okay. to do. Uh, as far as it being too low, that really is going to kind of depend on the pitch of the roof. Uh, if you have a very steep roof, you can get away with putting it under the one by 2 with no problem at all. If you have a fairly flat roof, you know, or not, not a lot of pitch to it, uh, you're right. The water can come down so fast it can shoot over if you get too low. Yeah, that I think that's what's going to happen right there. Um, you know, so anyway, uh, uh, anyway, my I guess my question was, I mean, I mean, do you, do you have anybody you could recommend? I I saw a commercial on TV with this one roofing company. I'm not going to you know, mention anybody's names. Uh, and I called them, but nobody ever called me back to come out and, you know, look at it. Sure. Uh, but anyway, I, I just think As far as somebody to look at it, if you want somebody who's going to have uh, some teeth to it, you would call a home inspector. Okay, okay. Because that's, well, that's yeah, somebody just, who's um, independent. And, and tell them up front, all you want them to check is gutters. Uh, and the reason for that, he probably won't charge you as much as coming out to do a whole house inspection. Yeah, well, there was a company that the insurance company hired to come out and do a post-construction called Spot Now or somebody like that. Okay. Um, you know, I don't know if you've heard of them or, you know, whatever. I anyway, haven't. But, okay, okay, okay. And uh, I guess the only final question I have for you, is it standard now for insurance companies uh, to get bids through a uh, what's called a turnkey? Because the insurance company, when they approved the roof, they did a, a bid system on a what's called a turnkey to, to, to approve my roof or, you know, to, to make the final decision. Uh, are you sure they didn't just say they were looking for a turnkey job? Yeah, well, that, that, that might have been it. But okay. supposedly they got three bids from three. They got they got bids from three different people, and I and didn't have to go with yes, them. Yes, and, and they probably told all of them, we want a turnkey job. We want you to take care of. Uh, the roof, the gutter, everything that's involved on the job, uh, and that's what turnkey means: is oh, one contractor comes in and does everything. Oh, I got you, I got you. Okay, well, you know, listen, I listen to you every, you know, every Saturday. Uh, just, I just want to call and get your opinion, and uh, but you're thinking of getting a, you know, to get the report from this inspector, and then and then just try to get me at my own gutter place, or you know, hire hire a gutter to have it replaced, then. If it is wrong, you know. If if it is, yeah. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Gutters aren't all. If you if you have open top gutters, they're just not all that expensive to do. Right. Well, I was expecting a gutter, what I call a gutter truck, you know, to come out with a you know with right. a roll of aluminum yep. and do the, the do the continuous, with. yeah. Right, right, right. That's what I kept asking for that, and you know they kept they kept stonewalling me. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, listen, Jim, love your show, and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Chris, you as well. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. Joe, this is Jim. How can I help you? Hey, Jim. Um, I'm working in uh, the bathroom, and I'm putting uh-huh. a new countertop and a new sink in there. And I bought the countertop. They already cut out the hole, and they sold me the sink as well. And it's an undermount. And they're telling me that all I need to do is put liquid nail on there and then clamp it down real tight, and that should suffice. But they also cut some slots with their saw uh-huh. on the under portion of it, and they gave me these L things on there. And they said I need to purchase screws for it, but it's just an L. 
I want to put that L thing on there just to be on the safe side because I just don't trust it just with looking now because you never know what's going to happen. Problem is I can't seem to figure that thing out because whenever I put one, now the, the L bracket has two slots to which you can put a screw in there. Right. And the other side of it has a tab sticking out, a metal tab that has a, a plastic cover over it and a hole on the other, uh, on the, the right next to it. So whenever I stick the ones with the two holes in there, there's no way for me to drill it to where that it can hold that sink up. So it just, baffling to me. I think they probably gave me the wrong L brackets. And what is this countertop made of? Granite. And and they're giving you screws to put into that? No, no, no screws. Okay. They're giving me L brackets. Okay, because you, you started talking about you, you started talking about screwing the L brackets, though. Yeah, well, I can only assume that's what I need to do, because there's no way to bump that L bracket up against the sink or the undermount of the sink to keep it up in place just in case the glue doesn't, uh, the liquid nail glue doesn't hold. Yeah. Well, first, I've never seen anybody use liquid nail to glue the sink into place. Uh, Okay. They make a regular, a better adhesive for that. Uh, If you'll call the folks over at uh, Stone Age Granite at 972-276- 9943. Okay. Uh, ask them what they use to put the sink in. Okay. Well and, and then as, as far as those brackets, yeah, don't worry about screwing them anywhere uh, because neither the sink nor the, the granite countertop should have any screws in it. It, it, it all should be done with uh, adhesive. And again, just ask them about the adhesive and they'll give you the They'll tell you the right one to use. Uh, the, 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 the holes that are in the L bracket are fine because that actually lets the adhesive kind of squeeze through where those holes are, and it does help with the holding it better. Okay. I understood. And what was the name of that company again? It's Stone Age Granite. Stone Age Granite. Yep. All right. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You bet. You take care. All right. Bye. Donna? How can I help you? Hi. We are um, looking to remodel our kitchen, and we would like to remove a wall. But we have a second story, and we know that we might need a beam or whatever else. Okay. We talked to our structural engineer, and he said, oh, you need a designer. But then we talked to a designer, and they're like, oh, you got to talk to an engineer. Yeah, the engineer should, should look at it and tell you if it needs a beam or not. And then the, the the design person can design how to decorate, you know, make the the beam look decorative. But uh, the the engineer should be able to look at it and tell you, yes, you do need a beam, or no, you don't. How wide a span are we talking about? Oh, I'm so bad at distances. Maybe fifteen feet at the most. Okay. Maybe like like ten to fifteen feet. Okay, and. Are your uh, ceiling jo- joists, you know, the be- the the floor joists that are up there, are they running opposite direction of where this beam would go or the same direction? The opposite direction. Okay. You're running a pretty good chance in that you're probably going to need a beam there. And, yeah, definitely let them look at it and, and check the spans. Uh, if there wasn't a beam there, how long of span would we be talking about that those 
Joyce would have to be running? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. Wider than that opening that you just talked about? You know, I don't know because there's a second story on top of it. Well, that the, the second story doesn't matter uh, on top of it as, as much as if that span is real long. You know, it's, say it's a 20, 30-foot span. I can guarantee you, you don't even need to talk to the engineer. It needs a beam. Okay. And so then we just get our contractor to do that? Yep. Okay. All right. And so I guess I need to talk to a different engineer then, huh? Probably so. Because, yeah, he should have just been able to look at it and say, oh, yeah, that's going to need one. Or no, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, interesting. Yeah, he didn't mind coming out to fix our foundation, but he doesn't want to do this. Okay, I do appreciate your help. Thank you so much. We enjoy your show. Thank you. Take care. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. And and let me specify something real quick. Not all engineers do the same thing. You know, some some of the foundation engineers, they don't get into doing the rest of the structures. Uh, Just the same as... Uh, a lot of engineers don't get into doing the foundation repair stuff because it's outside their normal wheelhouse of, of what they work with. Thanks for joining us for the super podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Jim has lots more on YouTube, on the TV show, and at THIPro.com. Have a good one. We'll see you next time.